everyone. Welcome back to the Film Fund Podcast. I'm your host, founder and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. I started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. Our spring 2022 narrative and documentary funding contests are now closed. So thank you everyone for entering. We just announced the final winners, but check us out at thefilmfund.co because if you're listening at a later date, these contests happen regularly. So you can check the website for the most up-to-date information where you can submit your one sentence pitch for a chance to receive up to $10,000 to make your short film. Today we have Susanna Klauk. I didn't ask her if I was pronouncing that correctly before we started recording. Is that that right, Susanna? It's Klauky. Klauky, I'm wrong. Oh, for one. Okay. <laughs> Susanna Klauke, one of our previous winners, Susanna received $5,000 to go toward the making of her narrative short film. So excited to have her on the show today. Uh, thanks so much for coming, Susanna. Could you give us a little intro about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Um, so I am currently, I, I work full time. I'm in advertising. I've done that for about 15 years. And I have also um, executive produced a couple documentaries, but this is the first time that I am really trying to push myself and write and direct my own stuff. Um, so I've, I've kind of been on, you know, on the outskirts working in creative and production um, for different clients for advertising. I've worked in nonprofit. Um, currently I own a small advertising agency with two other partners. So, um, still in the creative space and I've always made intentional choices to, to do that, to keep learning and keep working because I always wanted to really make films. Um, Mm -hmm. that's kind of like a bigger end goal for me. So yeah, this is really exciting. Cool. And, uh, where are you based? Um, I just said, uh, where are you based? Connecticut. Oh, sorry. I'm currently in Connecticut. um, So like an hour outside of New York. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, in advertising, is it what what's your kind of day to day like? Do you are you on set? Are you more, you know, creative development in the office? Like, what do you do? (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. So it's been a range. I mean, across the course of my career, I, I really started in nonprofit. And and at that time, I basically self taught myself. Um, it was sort of like when content on social media and all of that was really becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And I took classes in, in uh, filmmaking and or editing and cinematography. So I, I did learn kind of how to be hands-on on all the different things from editing and filming and development, but then um, it really moved into a lot of creative development and then being on set, but not so hands-on on the production side. So like working mm-hmm. with production and currently, um, because everything's been so remote, we've had a couple shoots on set, um, but it's also been a lot of just um, kind of creative development and scripting and, and working remotely. So, mm-hmm. cool. And th- those classes you took was that at a film school? I did like NYU's continuing education courses, so it was nothing okay. prestigious. It was, but it was like a six-week editing course, and then I did a similar thing for cinematography, but that was like way back in the day <laughs> mm-hmm. oh that's so cool so it was, it's, yeah. it's a six-week program 
Yeah, it's like anyone can take it and they really, you know, teach you, like I walked in having zero experience on how to edit mm -hmm. um, and that really became my foundation and, and it was great. I, I walked away, you know, learning how to do it. I worked on Avid and um, Final Cut at the time. Okay, very cool. Yeah, it's, we, we talk a lot about film school on the show just because we have so many different winners. Some of them went to film school, they went to NYU or they went to USC or we've had winners who went to AFI, like some really prestigious film schools. And then we have winners who have never picked up a camera before and have never gone to film school. Um, yeah. So it's always interesting to discuss like the pros and cons. And that seems like a super accessible um, program and it has NYU behind it, which is good, obviously. Um, so yeah, you had exactly. a good experience there? I did. I had a great one. I mean, it's been many years since I did it, but you know, mm. they had professors who taught the regular classes. And okay. for me, I just, I, I, you know, wasn't able to like afford or go to film school, even though I like wanted to, but it was extremely accessible. Um, and I think they have different like evening classes or, you know, there's different ways that you can take it based on your schedule. Um, but it was great. Yeah. Cause I, oh, that was sort of my, foundation of learning and I, I have done no other um film school <laughs> hey sorry i think the connection cut out can you hear me hello oh i'm here hey sorry yeah i think my wi-fi connection cut out for a second sorry about that um okay. the last thing you said was we're still recording the last thing you said was um you wanted to go to film school but it was expensive so you were kind of looking into other options yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just really accessible. And that is the only film school that I've done. I think everything else has really been like learned on the job. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I think throughout my career, I just really made a lot of choices to keep learning, even though it wasn't a traditional school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that definitely is a viable path to take. I mean, I haven't gone to film school either. I, I keep like, going back and forth with it like one episode i'll say oh yeah i decided not to and then the next one's like oh i'm still thinking about it so uh it's just yeah. so expensive and it's such a commitment and i would have to completely change my life to do it it's such a huge you know it's like a minimum two years depending on what school you go exactly. to um and, and then, it's like and then hundreds often, of thousands of dollars <laughs> exactly you walk away with like with debt and i think as a filmmaker trying to be agile and having to be really you know aware of your finances and how you budget things and how to put things together. If you have that mountain of debt behind you, it's, it's a lot harder mm -hmm. to so. Yeah. hundred percent. So in terms of, um, what are the, are the highlights about your work? I know you said you worked pretty much in advertising your whole life, but in terms of this film or maybe other creative projects you work on, are there any themes that you generally focus on? That's a good question. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that I've worked on sort of personally is I, like I said, I EP'd a couple documentaries. So um, one of them I wasn't on set for, I really just kind of helped provide guidance and oversight. The other one, I had a creative partner and he and I basically developed it together. We, we sh it's called Humanitarian. So we filmed um, Jordanian humanitarian workers who work on the border of Syria. And we did that, we filmed that back in 2018. Uh, short documentary and that was something I'm really proud of because it was um, just something I worked on from beginning to start that was kind of an inception um, and, and creative that I developed and just partnering on that and really creating something um, that was mine and wasn't for a client or, mm -hmm. or 
the work was really great. And we, you know, submitted and went through film festivals and kind of did the full gamut and we self-funded it. Um, oh, that's awesome. That was, a, that was a great experience. Um, I didn't direct it. My, um, my friend did, but I sort of was there working with all of the um, talent or the, our subjects and was very hands-on too. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Was that uh, was that a short or a feature length documentary? It was a short. Um, it was okay. like thirty minutes. It was a long short. Oh, cool. And yeah. then, how was your yeah. festival experience? Um, did you travel for it? Like, which festivals were you, you know, going to? So we actually were very busy with work, so we actually didn't go to any of the festivals. Okay. Which is kind of sad. That would have been really fun. Um, yeah. We just didn't have the the bandwidth to do that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we got into a number of them. I have to pull up to, to look at it. I think one of our, the most exciting ones was some of the people we featured in the film. It was through NRC, which is the Norwegian Refugee Council. And then we okay. had a short doc at the Oslo Film Festival. So that oh, wow. Well, that's a pretty big one. I've yeah. heard of that one. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so that, I wish we could have gone to Oslo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, is it Norway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah. Is that um, documentary available to watch, like online or on any platforms? The, the trailer is available to watch. It's humanitarian.film. It's kind of like an overview because we eventually would love to make it more into a series. Um, but okay. I, can find a link. I can find a link for you for the full one. Cool. Yeah, send it over. We'll include it in the show notes when we post it. Um, awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I love how you have such a like varied background going from advertising to film and not only now, this pitch was for um, a narrative that you won the funding for. We also have documentary. I mean, all that just helps, I think, hone your creative muscle as a storyteller, like telling different types of stories. Because like advertising is very much storytelling as well. It's, it's a little more yeah. um, you know, constricted in terms of what you have to do for a client. I've worked in advertising a little bit as well, especially as we launched FF Branded, our advertising yeah. arm. Um, but that's so cool. I, um, I like... I'm very interested in your background. It's very broad and (laughs) definitely helps you as a storyteller, I think. Yeah. And I think that's true. Like you asked me what themes, um, just in my background. And I do think storytelling is, it it does sound kind of cliche, but it's true. Like no matter whether it's documentary, whether it's a commercial, whether it's a social campaign or a short film, making sure that there is a strong story is like the most important thing because you could have great production or you could have so so or like budget shoestring production if your Mm. story is good then it's going to be a meaningful piece of content so what do you think makes a good story um i definitely think so i little background but I've been doing so much um screenwriting right now I've been taking classes in screenwriting and I also listen to this great um podcast which is an amazing resource called screenwriting life and it's um I don't you probably know it um megalophone actually yeah and they it's basically I feel like a master's in screenwriting like they're so generous with all the information that they share but they talk so much about something I've been thinking a lot even in finalizing the script for this pitch is the character agency and mm-hmm. um, how much a character, like really giving that character choices and it's not things that happen to the character. The story is really about the choices that this character makes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you definitely have to have conflict. You have to have stakes. 
um, there has to be, you know, an advertising to you always think about what's the hook, you know, what's the long right. line, what's the hook, what's the thing that's gonna give that twist or that pique your interest or really hold you to the end of watching the spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all spot on in my opinion too. Um, I love the agency aspect of it too, because we focus on when people ask us, you know, what do the judges look for in pitches? Um, you know, what makes a good story? We always say conflict and stakes, you know, like mm-hmm. what's the conflict driving this narrative forward and what's at stake, you know, what's, what is there to lose? Um, yeah. What are the risks? But I think agency is something that maybe gets overlooked a lot of the time. Cause I think a lot of, you see a lot of media out there where it's just like things happening to the character, like you said, and it's not, you know, for a really compelling character, you need to make, they need to have to make choices and they have to have agency over their life and the story yep. otherwise. And I think that contributes to the sense of the conflict and the stakes too, because you're not, the more power a character has to make a decision, I guess the more like unsure you're going to be as a viewer. Like a lot of, I think good storytelling is also, um, you know, kind of like, challenging the expected or subverting the audience's expectations um you know what's going to happen next and when a character has the power to make a choice you don't really know what choice they're going to make so i think you're touching on a lot of good stuff um what what was the name of that podcast you mentioned the screenwriting one it's called the screenwriting life the screenwriting Um, life yeah cool um yeah so i highly recommend that and um, right now i'm doing it's like a four week just evening course with um, roadmap writers so they have lots of like online courses you can take for writing um, and like I said I never went to film school so I'm really trying to like self-teach you know through mm-hmm. a lot of resources but there's so much out there I feel like if you're you know trying to work on a script and there's a lot of great resources and, and classes and stuff remotely yeah it's definitely become so much more accessible um, it has than it yeah. used to be for sure so tell yeah. us about your uh, your winning pitch. You don't have to give it exactly, but tell us, you know, the story. So, um, yeah, so, my goodness, I, I always have to, like, pull up the, the long line, but it's basically, um, it's about a sculptor, and he, I'm still finalizing the script, so when I, when I submitted, I had a general outline, mm-hmm. but I was pretty early on in, in the creative inception of it, so right now I have like a whole bunch of drafts and I'm still finalizing a few details, but okay. he, you know, there's stakes of, um, there's not, there's pressure on the line for him and, and he has this big kind of exhibit or sculpture that sculpture that he needs to finish. So there's a time crunch, um, and there's pressure on him and he feels like there's a lot riding on this. Mm. Um, and in this pressured time frame, he's working furiously to finish it and it starts morphing and changing on him. Um, and essentially what it ends up revealing is something that he's trying to hide about himself. Um, mm. So it, it, I feel like there's a couple themes and I'm really trying to crystallize in it. You know, I think there's one theme of this battle that we have with our art Um, and how we want to control and create, you know, we have a very strict image of what we think we want to create, but that's just not how art and creative works. And there is, I think, as an artist, a constant battle with that. Um, And yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's going to be 
fairly short. Um, right now, my script is about eight pages. Um, okay. But yeah, I think I, I really want it to kind of verge on horror, but not quite. So it's mm-hmm. sort of psychological thriller. I feel like that's, I really love that space of psychological thriller, maybe not full on horror, but like mm-hmm. on the edges. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And uh, I didn't go to film school, like I said, but I took some film, I had a film studies minor at Lehigh, and we, so I took like three or four like, horror classes actually with one of the judges of the film fund uh don keatley she was my professor um and so just real quick the thriller i learned is actually at least in terms of like academia or whatever um thriller is a subgenre of horror oh perfect (laughs) yeah so there you go (laughs) um but i love what you said i love that theme of um or the concept of creating art and how it's you know you have such a specific idea in mind of what you want your vision to be what your art wants to be and then or not even what your art wants to be maybe that was a Freudian slip but the art that Mm -hmm. ends up coming to life is different than maybe what you had in mind and it's never a perfect representation of the vision you have because there's so many other factors that go into it I mean that happened with me with my most recent short film I had such a specific vision in mind I wrote this one um, character for a certain actor and then you know something happened and he wasn't able to do it and I had to cast somebody else and it was a completely different type of performance that I had in mind and I was kind of mad I was like oh man this isn't what I had in mind at all and I was talking to someone on the crew actually I think it was like the first AC um he was just like Tom nobody knows the vision you had in your head but you like no one you're getting like it might not be exactly what you wanted but it's still good and it's like it's it's just different than what you had in mind. And I think that's part of the, something I learned, it's part of the artistic process. It's, you know, you're striving toward the vision, but that's why it's called a vision. It's not, you know, the, the blueprint is really just a guide for where you're you're gonna end up. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it, I feel like the work and the art we create, I mean, especially in film, because it's so collaborative, you know, so many people touch it, so you can never, keep it super pristine mm-hmm. um, to what your vision is, but sometimes that's better. And sometimes I feel like the art or the things we create, you know, almost have become and have a life of their own. And there's something that's kind of meant to be made. Um, but yeah, sometimes it does turn out even better than what you think. Sometimes it's not what you expected, but I also think, and I try to remind myself of this cause you know, when I put the pressure on myself of like, now trying to make my own things, which I find slightly terrifying. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. making it for someone else, but right. just making it is like winning anyway, because it's so mm-hmm. hard. It's so easy to consume, but it's really hard to create. Oh, yeah. Um, so I feel like just actually doing it and making it is like winning. <laughs> Absolutely. Just that sense of fulfillment. Like, hey, I actually created something. Um, yeah. Whether you know, it goes anywhere or not in terms of festivals or distribution or who sees yeah. it. Just, just the, the, that's why you have rap parties because people are so excited. Like, Hey, we created something. We did it. Um, exactly. I mean, then there's the editing, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so exciting to create something. And I definitely feel that high whenever I um, finish a project, it's like, wow, I, I did it. And you know, I always have the anxiety like, Oh great. Now I have to submit it to festivals. Is yeah. it going to get in anywhere? Uh, there's always that question, but yeah, I think just the 
the act of creating something is really fulfilling. I think that's super important to focus on too. Um, yeah. So in terms of the the sculpture morphing into something that he's trying to hide, um, is that going to be, are we going to have special effects involved or is it going to kind of be off camera? What are you thinking there? Yeah, so I've been wrestling with this. I would love, I, I'm trying to do some research and talk to friends who are artists and who are sculptors and mm -hmm. to figure out what might be the best way to do it. So it is like the bust of somebody. Okay. Um, and I, I am not sure how I'm going to pull it off. So like I have yeah. thought about, <laughs> can you almost make it someone and like use material where you can just shoot it in a way where you can change it in between shots. Mm. Um, or I also thought about what if you never really see it, but I think that would So you would be, it, would it be morphing all like off screen between shots or would you be having it like, would, would the audience be seeing it morph? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> gotcha. Well, good luck with that process. Thank you. I don't know also, the budget constraints are tough too, because like, if you had exactly. a million dollar budget, it's like, oh, we'll just hire you know VFX artists and they'll figure it out. I think there but... will probably it'll probably end up being a way to cheat some of it, where mm -hmm. there are reveals of like the stages of how it changes, um, mm -hmm. but probably maybe not see the motion of the change on camera. Yeah, um, because I think it's more too about it's less about the shock of the thing changing and it's more about the tension of him realizing that it's changing or like working furiously and then it like changes on him when he turns around and looks at it so like building that mm -hmm. tension and it's really about like his reaction and kind of that terror I mean it's it's kind of I think a creepy concept to think of something yeah like, no I'm super interested in this and I um, so. I have the pitch here. Um, now, we leave it up to the winners. Sometimes we read the pitches and post them on the website. Sometimes we wait until the film is released because, you know, a okay. lot of filmmakers are protective of their, you know, pitches yeah. and ideas. Um, would you want me to read it or do you want to wait until it's released? You can read it because I kind of said it. I don't know if I'd want it posted, okay. but I'm fine with you reading it. Okay, cool. Let's see here. An artist loses control. Oh, my screen just went crazy on me. Where did it go? There we go. An artist loses control when the bust he is sculpting begins to mold on its own, bearing a terrifying resemblance to something he's trying to hide. Need money for location, talent, set design, and DP. And that's a great pitch for a number of reasons, but the thing I like the most about it is it leaves you wanting more. It's it's such a creative creepy concept like this bust <laughs> is molding on its own that's creepy in itself and then mm -hmm. it's bearing a resemblance but not just any resemblance a terrifying resemblance and it's something he's trying to hide and yeah. you don't tell us what he's trying to hide and yeah. so that's just like you know it leaves you wanting more it's you yeah. know you're clearly you talked about you know a hook and you're working in advertising and you know making things compelling you that's a very compelling concise interesting premise and it just there's a ton of conflict there it's like the man versus the sculpture the external conflict the man versus himself with something he's trying to hide he's clearly struggling with something inside it's just um i'm really excited for this project i mean excited for all the projects that win but this one's really really cool and i oh, can't wait you. to see it so you said you're um you're currently still working on uh finalizing the script 
Yes. Yep. Still, still finalizing. And I have a whole bunch of drafts. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, I really want to make sure it's right. And I have, you know, people who I'm going to send for, for notes and everything. Um, Cause I really want to, I do really want to make sure that the stakes are high, that it all holds together and that like the payoff lands. Um, so I feel like there are a whole bunch of just like beats that I, I want to ensure are um, working well before mm. I, before I totally dive into production. And then I do have to start thinking about some of the practicality of like, also how do I write it in a way that I can film it on a budget? <laughs> right. So, I always struggle with that. I write these like big epic yeah. fantasy <laughs> things. And then like one of the, the previous shorts I did was called son of Blackbeard, And it was this magical realism thing about these pirates and i'm like wait i don't have budget for this is a period piece i ended up doing it but like a way oh, lower budget than i wanted to um this yeah. is crazy we put a lot of favors on that one but yeah that's definitely an indie filmmaking um like tip to keep in mind like write practically like yes. i i need yeah. to i think the next thing i write i always say this it needs to be like oh let's let's make it play take place in like one room like right. that kind of things like i can actually make this with one location one shooting day um, yeah instead of four with six different locations and yeah definitely always keep in mind what you have to work with and you can even write around um things you have like yeah. if you had a really cool prop or something you could write a story around that that's always a good way to go about it as well yeah that was honestly one of the things that i thought when i submitted this idea was i was like this is one that I could shoot in an art studio. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the whole thing can happen there. I might do a scene mm -hmm. or two outside of it, but like it's pretty contained, um, and the drama happens within that space. So I was like, okay, at right. least, <laughs> at least I know that um, mm -hmm. a way to help contain it. So yeah, for sure. And what is your? I was going to ask your writing process like, but also like your ideation process. Like, where do your ideas generally come from? Um, it's kind of two different questions. <laughs> yeah. So for the ideation, I mean, really, it just comes randomly at just different moments. It, it could, I could literally be just taking a walk or I watch something and it inspires something or something, an interaction happens with someone. So, I mean, for me, I just have like so many Word documents on my like account that is just full of like notes and ideas and like, mm -hmm little paragraphs of like building things out. I have a whole bunch of outlines for different things. So I don't really just have like one thing. I mean, I kind of focus on one thing at a time, but I definitely have like mm -hmm. a bunch of things going. Um, in terms of writing, I mean, it's sort of newer for me to make a conscious effort to be like, all right, I'm really focusing on my writing and, you know, I'm doing this short film, but I also recognize like, if it goes to festivals or if you meet connections and someone likes your film, you have to have other work also mm -hmm. to share. They're like, okay, cool. So what else do you have going? So exactly. in my mind, you know, I, I have a couple longer features too that they're not very built out, but I am working on. And I think the biggest thing is just self-discipline. Mm -hmm. So, you know, making it a priority to carve out time. And yeah. not being discouraged by like, I just do an hour here, a couple hours here, every little bit of progress, like it compounds and mm -hmm. it, it really just has to become like a discipline. 
which I'm not that great at, but I'm really working yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I struggle with that too. I, um, I am the same way. Like I have the other night I had a really vivid dream and I woke up at four in the morning and just started writing it out on a legal pad. So now I have like all these pages of basically an outline of a script. It's like, when am I going to write this? I'm also working on a book that I started over the pandemic and just abandoned. I have these shorts. It's just like, I always say, okay, well, I'm going to dedicate time to writing on the weekend. And then it just never happens. Yeah. Um, but when I do carve out that hour, it's like, oh, that actually was really good. And I felt like, like I made progress. So it is really about being disciplined with it and um, yeah. doing it. But that's such a, a a hard thing <laughs> to do when you're working full time and you know have other other responsibilities too it is definitely i mean between work between friends family every you know all of our kind of things that we just have to do for regular life um mm -hmm. I, I do find like taking some of these writing classes gives me some accountability because i definitely do better if i'm like oh no someone is like gonna wait to read it or right. have to show up to this class and have made progress so mm -hmm. I feel like that's, I'm, I guess, externally motivated by some of those things. Um, I think that's helpful. And, you know, if you, if you can, I'm not part of a writer's group, but I think some of those things I would imagine would be helpful too. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like little by little. And I feel like if you put in an hour to a few times a week after a couple of months, like that's a lot of hours of writing. So yeah. I just try to remind myself that, you know, may not feel like big progress every time I sit down, but it will be if I s stick with it. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely some advice I'm going to take. Um, maybe I'll join a writer's group or a class or something to be more accountable. Um, I'm definitely not good with <laughs> Unless I'm like in the middle of writing something, then I'm really into it. But like, yeah. I don't know, getting started with it is always a chore. Um, so you're going to plug the film fund a little bit. What are some of your favorite things about the Film Fund? Well, I am like really grateful for the Film Fund. Honestly, this is like one of the only competitions that I felt was accessible to me where I'm at right now. You know, so many of them, I feel like you have to have something so polished or have everything figured out, have a full on script. Um, it just felt really intimidating. And with the Film Fund, mm. I was like, okay, I can also time-wise, I was like, I can do this. Like right. <laughs> some sentences, obviously I, I did a lot of research. I like mm -hmm. read through the winning pitches. I read through all everything the judges looked for. I like dissected all of the sentences you have on there. Oh, cool. I really looked at like what I think doing your homework or whatever you submit for is really important. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just, just the accessibility of it and it really gave me like great motivation to be like, okay, I can actually get this made. So mm -hmm. I think it's an awesome resource um, for, you know, people of, you know, any breadth of filmmaking, but especially for those of us who are really trying to like start out or, or do it, um, finally do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great. Awesome. Thank you so much for the kind words and the feedback. It's definitely accessibility and ease of submission is really what I wanted to focus on when I was creating it because there are just so I mean screen I always say screenwriting contests are great grants are amazing they're you know you know hats off to those organizations who are able to give out that funding to those those yeah. filmmakers but they are a lot of work like to submit grants grant applications and you oh, know, screenwriting yeah. contests we were just talking about how hard it is to write you know to have a whole 
screenplay, um, especially if you're just writing it on spec, like that's a commitment. It's, it's really a full-time commitment to do. So I wanted something a lot simpler. Um, so I'm glad that you, you got that. I'm also super um, like, not grateful, but it's so awesome that you found the resources we have in terms of like what the judges look for in our sentences. Um, Cause we do have a few key blog posts that say like how to get funding from the film fund or, you know, we have this whole case study. Um, I might pin them to the website actually. So they're a little easier to find. Um, but there's a whole case study from winner Don Finelli who did Sunday dinner. Uh, we take his pitch and we just go through it. Um, we, I, I did it. <laughs> you just go through yeah, his pitch. Um, like beat by beat, like this is, these are the words he uses that are really compelling. Uh, this is how he gets conflict across in such a short amount of uh, space. So, um, so yeah, I guess I am grateful that you found those resources um, and that they were useful to you. So yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Do you know how you found the film fund? I'm always interested in like, are marketing efforts working or? <laughs> we did. I think I saw it on Instagram, honestly. Oh, okay. Website. I don't know. I, I don't totally remember, but I know I saw mm -hmm. it a few times. So like, I had seen it maybe a year or two before I submitted this time. And I was like, okay. oh, so cool. Like I do when I'm ready, I want to submit to that. And then mm -hmm. when I had these things going, I, it, it popped up again and I was like, that's right. Oh, that's perfect. So then I, you know, prepped and submitted this last, I guess, two, two submissions ago, but. Awesome. And it ended up working out. I did. I know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny when I saw the finalist, I was like, oh, that's awesome. But I didn't really realize, well, I guess I got the email from you. I think I didn't totally realize like, oh, wow, I, I won and this was an error. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love sending out those, um, those emails and getting the responses. Like, it's just so exciting because you're creating, you're creating something. It's just from Absolutely. almost like nothing. It's like, you know, I created this as a, a college project, like five, six years ago now. Um, and, you know, didn't, didn't really know anything about marketing or filmmaking or any of that. And so now, like, I send these emails, I was like, oh, I'm giving $6,000 away to somebody to make something and they, they respond and they give me updates on their film. It's just so gratifying. It's yeah. so cool. Um, I love it. Awesome. So what is next for you, Susanna? I know you're finishing up the script. Yeah. So I'm finishing up the script. Um, I will probably send it out for notes. Um, and then, you know, I'm really grateful because having worked in advertising and having a lot of connections in creative and production, I do have people that I will reach out to and then really start to build out a production plan and put that together, um, to get it made. I mean, ideally I would love to shoot it this year. I think I have to self fund some of it too. So it just is dependent mm -hmm. on, on, um, how all of that comes together, but that's my ideal goal. Um, cool. yeah. And then I think also just, like I said, continuing to write and work on thinking about the bigger picture, like down the road, if I really want to do more, I really want to write and direct. So mm -hmm. thinking a few steps of ahead always and, and continuing to write and have other things going. So, yeah, no, it's always, always tough doing multiple things, but we managed to get it done somehow. Um, and I found that writing is always a good way to kind of stay sane. Definitely. So that's awesome. Well, uh, keep us posted on all of your progress. You know, send me emails whenever you have an update. We'd love to share them with the community. And I just want to, you know, thank you so much for taking this time to speak today on the show. Um, you said you found us on social media. 
I know you have social media accounts. Could you share them with us so our listeners can check you out and follow you? Sure. I'm I'm not like super active, but I'd say my okay. Instagram is probably the best place. It's just Suze, S-U-Z, and my last name, Klauke. So K-L-A-U-K-E. Cool. We will tag you when we release this episode, which should be, I don't know, I've been doing them like once a month, so it might not be for a couple of months, but we'll see um, okay. when it comes out. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, our latest contest, I said they are closed. We just announced the winners. But if you're listening at a later date, we will be opening our next contest uh, in late June 2022. So check that out. Subscribe to our email newsletter for the updates on that. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. Check out thefilmfund.co to submit your entry to our next contest. Check out our social media channels. We're on Instagram at the Film Fund, Facebook, Film Fund, Film Fund Co., uh, Twitter, Simply Film Fund, and LinkedIn, just The Film Fund. Super straightforward. Um, I don't know why we're on LinkedIn. Most filmmakers hate LinkedIn, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, so check out the website for the most up-to-date info. Remember to check out our blog, blog.thefilmfund.co. That's news, what's going on with The Film Fund, what's going on in the industry. And check out our uh, learn page on thefilmfund.co slash learn, what used to be our blog for great filmmaking and producing tips. We have a lot of writing tips there, too, if you're struggling with how to come up with ideas or how to structure your budget or your, your script, uh, definitely check that out for sure. Um, we also have an ebook on our resources page, which has all that information in there as well. How to, um, you know, plan a shoot, how to schedule a shoot, how to do location scouting, how to cast everything you need to know to get your production off the ground. Uh, everything Susanna kind of has a background for being in advertising, uh, already learning, you know, how to do that stuff, which is part of the reason I, I think her background is so interesting. Anyway, thank everyone for listening or watching. If you're checking out the video version, we're on YouTube and Instagram and all those fun platforms. Tune in every month for new episodes. We usually release them on Fridays. Susanna, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, just thank you so much. It was great chatting. Awesome. Thank you so much. Great chatting with you. Uh, talk to everyone soon. Bye. Bye.